0: Introducing the all-new 2018 Subaru Crosstrek. Get 2.9% financing on a Crosstrek today. Learn more at TronCaliSubaru.com. Cannot be combined with any other incentive. Financing to well-qualified applicants. Subject to credit approval, vehicle insurance approval, and vehicle availability. No down payment required. See participating retailers for details. Offer expires 11-30-17.
2: Blog Talk Radio. What's
3: going on? My name is Stephen Knight, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show.
4: Can't hear the
0: party? Go on, put your hands up. If you wanna get it started, go put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my lovers in the club. If you looking for some love, go on, put your hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, up. If you can't hear the party? Go on, put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my lovers in the club. If you
4: looking for some love, go on, put your hands up.
3: Good evening, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. As always, I to thank you for joining us tonight. We'll be discussing the latest in entertainment news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. And tonight, we welcome Crystal Carmen and Laura Mazurik, who have put together Pink the Runway, a fashion show that features models sizes 8 plus. And then later, plus size pioneer Maurice Cross uh, joins us. As always, once you call with your questions, 267. 267- 5210189. You can also join us in chat. There's a uh, link on our Facebook page. I want to remind you we're all over social media Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram, of course, our official website, uh, the Artists, we keep sending your music, submissions at the and people interested in being, in, being on the show. Uh, we appreciate the email and your interest in, in joining us. But uh, while we're with Ms. Parker, how are you doing, GK?
1: I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Sorry about that. I'm do- That's
3: all right. That's all right.
1: You had a good weekend? I did. I had a good weekend. Uh, spent some time in the new space, trying to get acquainted, you know, my, my new zen, trying to find some new okay. chi. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I hear
4: that. I hear that.
3: And Ms. Parker just joined us. How you doing, Ms. Parker?
5: Hey, what's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Happy
3: Monday. Happy Monday. Ms. Parker,
1: op- that- open your arms. And receive my hug. I'm hugging
3: you real tight, real <laughs> I'm tight. Hugging you I'm back. you. <laughs> I'm hugging you back. I was just thinking last week at this time, I was out.
5: I was out of it. I know.
3: I know. She called me. But, um, she called me. Uh, I was saying how you called me um, right 10 minutes before the show. And I didn't know if I should cancel or what because you just sat on like, you know, but, you know, good. thankful you had your good friend with you, um, Karen. Shout out to Karen. And then, um, I spent the, the rest of the night with you. Know, it's the first time I said. I spent the night with <laughs> in Miss Parker in the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I think you a tru- for,
5: um, for being there for me. But um, it, I had been you on the tru- tour prior to that, almost three hours. You Started said at that,
3: seven.
5: yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was, you know, Karen came around probably 8.30, and she was, like, trying to convince me to go. And I was like, no, nah, but she went downstairs to get some stuff from the grocery store, low convenience store we have down there. And mm-hmm. when she was down there, I was like, there's no way I can make it through the night in this much pain. Like, I have never felt so yeah. much pain. In fact, I made it three wow. hours on the floor.
3: Right.
5: It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I, I wanted to make sure you you knew why I wasn't calling in. just wanted to call you because, you know, we're heading to the hospital, and then she told me that she talked right. to you. But um, thanks for coming through after the show. Thanks for being there for me. Shout out to Karen.
3: Absolutely.
5: Love you guys. Thank you so Man. much. I was out.
3: <laughs> I know. I know. And, and the funny thing is, Ms. Parker, she talked so much junk, but it's funny at the hospital. <laughs> and I was like, and she was on the um, morphine and all this stuff, but still talking junk. <laughs>
5: but it's funny because with well, Steven, Steven, when you got there, I think they had just given me the first dose. Of morphine, okay. I was like, "This ain't doing nothing." I still doing it. Yeah. I, and I was like, "I need more." I was like, "I need, I need more." Yeah. I was to the nurse to call the doctor. I was like, "I need more morphine." It was, just, it, it was right. the most painful experience ever. And to everyone who's yeah. listening, I had um, I had a kidney stone, so that's what it was. Yeah. But it was the most painful experience I've ever ever had. As far as physical. now
1: yeah. did you have to pass it, or did they break it up for you?
5: So he gave me um, something that, that broke it up. He said that it was the, the medicine, I forgot what it was called, but it was that it's generally used for prostate cancer, which is another funny thing because when I wanted to get my prescriptions filled, I had so many prescriptions. He gave me like five prescriptions. The girl was like, dang. Yeah, Not a little bit being nosy, but I think she was a little bit confused as to why I had the prostate cancer medicine. <laughs> um, right,
4: right,
5: right, yeah. So yeah. I, I just thought that it's. It's kidney stone it's going to help break it up she's like oh okay makes sense now <laughs> yeah, and so good. um yeah I, I believe i passed it on last thursday it took a few days so this happened monday i stayed at the hospital overnight and tuesday i was okay wednesday i tried to go to work and the pain hit thursday i think i passed mm-hmm. it but i still been feeling a little bit of um, pain on my side. He said that because of the, I guess the kidney still did something to my um, kidneys where there was some fluid. Um, mm-hmm. That that was going to take a little bit longer. Yeah, he said that that's probably why the pain was so severe too. Was because was because there was a fluid there. So it was just a lot of pain. Man. I was just happy to be on anything at that point. <laughs>
1: Glad you're back, <laughs> you but you know,
5: yes,
3: but you know what, you know, and the doctor was nice, but. I think they become too desensitized to everything going on. And he was remember mm-hmm. he was telling you how painful it's gonna be when you pass it. You look at me like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <want> yeah <laughs> but not not
5: not only that when he was when he told me that I was um a strong. I'm thinking to myself. No, I wasn't. I was thinking, yeah, I'm screaming and hollering for of painkillers. But he said <laughs> normally, he was like, no, because I've seen guys in here. On their yeah. knees on the okay. floor crying yeah. tears over this, and I was like, oh okay. So yeah. I didn't feel so bad because I was begging them for. I kept saying, please, just give me anything, Right. To me.
4: right. So, I so when I things. first got in there,
5: they had to do a whole lot of blood yeah. tests before they can give you any any painkillers. So that took them a while to mm-hmm. to, to get me um, to get me settled in. So
4: yeah,
5: yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back. So welcome back. Um, thank you. Thank you. back a good weekend. Glad right? to be back. Had a relaxing yeah, weekend. weekend. I um saw you on yeah. I saw you on Friday. Um
4: Friday. Mm-hmm. stopped by
5: to check on me. So I appreciate that. Um yeah, just mm-hmm. chill most of the weekend. I I did some running. I didn't do any weights or anything because I wanted to make sure my body was okay. But I did a lot of running. Um the, the yeah. latter part of last week. So no, it was a chill weekend. It was pretty rainy and the weather was you know not the best as far as being out. So it was perfect just mm-hmm. laying around getting some rest. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was definitely good. All right. Well, uh, Chika, what's going on? Oh, How guys, those, um, hold on. I meant to tell was, you, Chiquette. Chiquette, yeah. I yeah. saw it Straight out of Compton. So I went to see my cousin, right? He just moved to Buckhead um, from mm. Kanye. He's from uh, New Orleans, but he um, he relocated to Kanye's, and now he's in Buckhead, which he's loving. So I'm thinking, you know, we're going to go get something to eat and then go to the movies. Uh-uh, this dude got... Stella County on Blue Leg. a good copy too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but we watched it on Blue Lake on a wow. Saturday. But the hustle don't is- stop.
1: I mean, they're going to continue to do it. Yeah,
5: the movie was pretty good. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's one of the, another classic right there. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. Have
5: you yeah. heard that they were going to try to do a sequel? Is that something yeah, that you've heard? About it? I did
1: hear that. I did hear that, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm more curious about that than this movie now because I want to know where you what you're gonna do with yeah. it. What I
5: thought I was gonna do is right. talk um, and um Pac and, and um and Snoop. They're gonna tell mm. their story. Oh, okay,
1: okay. I can see, see that. Interest.
5: Interest. Yeah, you know, the, the most interesting part of that movie to me was um, really learning about Eazy E. You know, when his when that when that stuff was out, I was born '85, so. I was I, you know, knew about NWA, but like the inside story, and I, I couldn't even remember if if I was aware that they had these like that. I don't remember wow. that even being a part of my recollection as far as them having that you know that type of a beef. As far as after the first album, um, I knew that um, Q went his way and was doing his own thing. Got re- kind of conscious. Remember he was he was working with the. Um, black Panther and um, and Farrakhan and his and his folks, he yeah. got real black conscious in his music. I remember that, but I guess I wasn't old enough to really know what beef was and what the lyrics meant.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I went yeah. back and
5: listened, to, when I came home, I went back and listened to some of the songs. So I was like, damn, they were really beefing. Yeah. But no one got killed until Sugar got involved.
1: How about that? Yeah, I know. That's a strong wow. statement, Ms. Buck. Because,
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure? they, were, they were going hard at each other. They were going hard, but they were still all love. Like, at the end of the day, it was just music. When they saw each other, even in the movie, it showed that when they saw each other, it was still love. No mm-hmm. one got hurt, mm-hmm. nothing, until she got involved. People started dying.
3: Man. sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, it, but that movie still, I mean, still one of the top right now you
4: know current
1: right now weekend in a row. yeah it was number yeah, one yeah. oh yeah yeah and it's going to be for a while and, I, and those those two movies um straight out of Compton and dope both have really strong messages so i urge people again go see those movies seriously you'll learn yeah. what what's, what's the other movie dope dope okay. dope, dope.
5: Oh, Dope, Dope. Okay,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that movie was pretty good as well. hmm awesome. But nothing as awesome well, happened to me this weekend. Nothing. I went to go see yeah. Sinister, Sinister 2, which is uh, the sequel to the first Sinister. Uh, first Sinister, I actually had the opportunity to view the movie with the director and got an autographed poster and all that. The first Sinister was, nice. was decent. It's about... Um, a demon that preys on children and he gets the children to do lascivious things to their family, like murder the whole family. And they do it by way of videotape. They tape whatever it is that they do to the family and that becomes um, basically the key to get the next child. They show them the video. I'll leave it at that. This thing is a legend. He's been around for a long time. He's like the boogeyman. He is the boogeyman. And he gets kids to do bad things. This second movie lacks so much from the first one. The first one was powerful and strong because it was a novel idea and they were on something and, and it was a good story. But somewhere in the second one, they lost. I don't recommend seeing it, especially if you're into Mr. Sinister. If you watched the first movie, the second one, you'll be disappointed. It wasn't, it didn't have as much punch. So follow the genre, DVD it, but don't pay your money to go see it.
4: How about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll take that advice
3: if you say so. I know. Well, he's saving that money. saving us money. Right, right.
5: You know, I'm excited about Perfect Guy that comes out this yes. week.
3: week. Yeah, but oh, you yeah. know yeah. what? Well, and I'm,
1: ju- I'm just going to say it. Haven't we seen that story before? I mean, I know it's going to be good. It is going to be good. But right. haven't we seen the story before?
5: Well, if I've seen it before, I haven't it. seen it too. Fondest man ever, ain't it? So I'm going to watch it.
4: <laughs> you know, I, I
5: haven't seen it with uh with Michael Ealy and um and um Morris Chestnut in it. <laughs>
1: I know, and, and and I feel you, and I'm glad to see our chocolate people on the screen. I really, really am in in a blockbuster movie because this is going to be huge. Everybody's going to go see this. I I, I predict that it's going to get number one at the box office when it opens. Seriously.
6: Yeah, I'm just waiting it like for good. some
1: variants in our story. That's all. That's all. Speaking of that, yeah. variants and stories, uh, y'all know I'm in the movie Love 'em and Leave 'em, um, line producer, yes. the movie Love 'em and Leave 'em. We're going to do a red carpet premiere in Largo, Maryland on Thursday at 8 p.m. Please come check it out, DMV. I guarantee you you will tear and your belly will ache. It's that funny. And I'm not just saying it because I'm in it. The movie is that funny. It takes a real look at relationships and how men and women deal with one another. And what is perfect to you? How about that? It has a little twist to it. So come on out, check it out. Romantic comedy, love them or leave them. Lago, Maryland at the Magic Johnson AMC Theater. Check me out. I'm doing red carpet, so come out and laugh with me and stuff like that. Sorry, Sorry,
3: Definitely. No, definitely. Definitely. Because, you know, we had the cast on um, a few weeks back, and just the energy and the chemistry that they have, if, if, if any of that comes off across the screen, I know it's going to be an awesome movie. You know what I mean? Because you all, too much, all just have a great chemistry, and you all generally want to have a solid project, and I believe that you do. So so I wish you all the best on Thursday. Definitely. We did.
1: Thank, you. definitely. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
5: Congratulations and I, on that big. That's thank you. Big. And I just wanted yeah. to
1: also add, I just want to also add, if it gives you any more food to go see it, we just made the Louisiana Film Festival. We're in the L.A. Mm Cinefest Film Festival. We just made the Mm -hmm. Atlanta Film Festival, and we're going to be in the Miami Film Festival. So it's congratulations. Congratulations. Come check us out. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Absolutely.
3: So tell people again where they can go to premiere all the DMV uh, listens.
1: If we're in the DMV area. Uh, we're in Largo, Maryland. The red carpet starts at eight PM. I'll be doing red carpet interviews myself for conversations with Chica Evans. Check me out. And eight PM Largo, Maryland, Magic Johnson AMC Theater. You can get tickets online, love him or leave him dot com. Love him or leave him the movie dot com. And follow us on Twitter
3: and Instagram. Absolutely. All right. Well, K, I uh, appreciate you as always. I know mean, you're going to uh, hold on for Hot Topics, but um, definitely yeah. thank you for sharing that, and I hope everybody, everybody uh, goes out and check you out. Mr. uh our law, our law uh, student, <laughs> what's going on?
7: Hello? Hey. Can you
3: hear
5: me?
7: How's it going? Yeah, where are
5: here. What's going What's going what's on? Going? What's
7: going on, Hey, Miss Parker.
5: I'm okay. glad that...
7: um. I'm I'm glad that you're feeling better. You were definitely missed last week.
5: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I felt all the the love. I definitely did. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
7: welcome back. Welcome back. I know I don't sound like I'm, like, super energized right now, so I apologize. Um, I've just been reading and writing so much lately, so I'm I'm just a little...
5: A little bit drained, huh? Yeah, yeah, so I do apologize. That's understandable.
7: Um, Yeah. Uh, um, Sports as well. I'm sure we all know the U.S. Open has officially started, and Serena Williams is on on her way to becoming the first woman since Steffi Graf back in 1988 to win all four Grand Slams in the same calendar year. So if she wins the U.S. Open, yes, she will make history. It would definitely make history. All right. All right. So, yes. yes. So fingers crossed. I wish her all the best, and we'll we'll see what happens. Um, football, as we all know, is is about to start. The um, preseasons winding wi- winding down. Uh, I got my favorite team. I'm not going to tell who it is yet. I'm gonna wait. But um, yeah, I have a favorite team. Aren't
5: you a Redskins fan?
7: I am, I am, I am, but that don't mean that that's, that that's my favorite team. So
5: okay.
7: I, okay. I, no, no, I I have love for the Redskins, you know, but, like, I don't see them winning the uh, Super Bowl. Like, I have a Super Bowl pick. There we go. Yes. Well, just
5: because they didn't win doesn't mean they're not going to win doesn't mean they can't
3: be your favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you said right. you going to support winners, got, huh? Uh, he sounded like me, uh, Donnie, he, uh, <laughs> he definitely sounded like Steve. I sound like Steve and Nice. Jump around every dude. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> see, what had
7: happened was, see, I. Right. I had, you know... <laughs> but, yeah, so. Steve he, would
5: he, he be going hard to like, he'd been
3: rooting for them the
5: entire time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes, I. I, I remember the all... title of. Scroll down his his uh on my Facebook past his page and his status.
3: <laughs> yeah, remember mm-hmm. I remember during the finals and I was going for the Cavs. You said why? Since when <laughs> you were so disgusted.
5: I was so
4: confused.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead, Amos. My bad. Oh no
4: no no, that's
7: that's about it. Um, oh, again, have have y'all heard about the um Derek Derek Rose rape allegations? drama story no, oh no, Did I heard about that oh yeah Did his um that? ex his ex girlfriend um she claims that derek and and a few of his homeboys drugged her back in two thousand and thirteen and um how can I and raped her had wow. Raped her so. wow i uh, um, I'm 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 gonna leave it alone. I I have my my feelings about this, but I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not gonna express myself when it comes to that because um, you know so I'm gonna leave that alone. But um, we'll see what happens, Derek. Brother, good luck. I hope it all works out for you. Uh, and 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 I hope that it's not true. Let me just say that I I hope that it's not true. If it is, yeah, me too, me too. That's that's. That's his foul, but if it's not, mm-hmm. then I hope that he's vindicated. But so we we
4: shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
7: but yeah. I just want to also note that back in 2013, Derek Rose um, tore i think it was his ACL or his MCL. Anyway, he was injured and out pretty much the entire season, and he was
4: he, mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm.
7: his leg was was in like a, a cat, like a brace. I mean. It, I'm not saying that he couldn't have raped her, but it would have not been as <clears throat> easy to. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. um, the lawyer in me, the law student in me. I'm kind of, I'm not. There's, eh, there's some more to it. I'm just, gonna, I, I'm not 100 percent on the thinking that he actually raped her. I, I smell a little bit of maybe. Jealousy, resentment, wanting some coins, and so we'll see what happens. But again, I will leave that alone. Mm. Yeah, so transitioning, that's pretty much it in sports. Uh, Football season, like I said, pretty much ending. Basketball, nothing going on with that. The WNBA, okay. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I tried to give the WNBA a chance shot with all the respect. All the respect. I I tried. I have tried. I just, it's just and it was so good back in the day, like back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. It was the Lisa so Lesley good. Day. Yeah, yeah. Lisa we Leslie, that,
4: yeah. Cheryl, Swoops,
7: Tina um, Thompson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it was it was good. Now it's it's just oh man. Yeah,
5: I it's can't just, get with it. Mm, I know what I you can't.
7: mean. Yeah, it's just I mean, and they. Mm, mm. Yeah, okay, Serena Williams, yeah. come on, Serena, bring it home, yo. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Y'all should know what it is. By now, my first name and my last name, Aaron Cosby. I have
5: a question for you, Aaron, regarding big. Yes, I know you probably spoke on this last week. Um, I read that they were trying to get his um, his contract um, reversed or whatever it means, Whatever they're trying to get him, the, the team that he signed with, which I think is Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. Oops.
7: Whose contract? I didn't, Vick, I didn't
5: Vick,
7: mean know. Vic. Oh, Mike, Michael Vick?
5: Uh-huh. Yeah,
7: about, I did not even know, Vic is still so playing? So people are signing
5: wow. his petitions. <laughs> yeah, he got a contract,
3: yeah.
5: yeah. people are signing petitions and all kinds of stuff trying to get him kicked out of the city. They are mad about the dog, the dog fight. Oh, they're still on that. They're
4: still that. They're so
7: confused. Yep. Oh, my gosh.
3: They're still on that.
7: Yeah. They are doing the most I mean the most. really There are people getting shot and killed On live right. television And you
5: don't see them signing nothing mm-hmm. for
7: that Right he, And, he went, and, and from, the man went
5: to, uh, he, he paid his time for for
3: the dog fighting and, and he went to let him move on. Paid his, yes. He paid his debts yes. What more do
7: they want this man right. to do He done paid mm-hmm. his, his debt to society Five or six times over Yep Now to me I'm I'm going to say it. I think that it's racial. I'm going to say, it. yeah, I said it. I said it. I thought that it was racial back then, but I definitely think that it's racial now. If they can't let this stuff go, this man has, again, he's paid his debt to, to society. Leave him mm-hmm. alone. Let the man make a living. Guys, I mean, right. really
4: Right. right. Just right. really? six. Right.
7: Six, 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 six. So I I, I hope that. Pittsburgh does the right thing and and keeps him if he's if he's talented enough to actually earn a spot, then they should keep him. Absolutely, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and let the chips fall where they fall. But fair is fair and right is right. So, that's us go true. see, go see, and and it also seems like people are more upset about Michael Vick and dogs than with um, Ray Rice punching his wife. I mean, come on, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're
4: just, uh. That's true. Whew.
7: Priorities all screwed up. All right. I'm done. I'm I'm not going to
3: rant. <laughs> we'll, we'll anymore. see what happens. So, what topic, topic. I'll tell you what happens. Oh actually Artist Spotlight real quick. Um for you those you may know, we have our new um artist spotlight uh segment and uh section on our website. Each week we select the hot artists to be featured on our homepage as well as in the heart uh, artist spotlight section. Um, at the com. If you are interested in being considered, please email, email us, and you are, your submissions at the com and include your bio, promotional photo, uh, social media sites, and radio-friendly MP3s. We definitely look forward to hearing your work. Now, tonight we're going to play um, in our spotlight a very talented, he calls himself a hip pop artist named Chris Casino. This is a single entitled Hot Chick. We're going to listen to some of it hit the full song, go to our website, but here's some of Chris Casino, uh, Hot Chick.
0: The way that she's moving her body up and down to the base and the treble on the floor and she know that she's the hottest chick in the club and she know how to... Down to the base and the treble on the floor, and she know that she the to chick in the club, and she know how to flirt everywhere. And she go, she moving it on and bouncing it
3: there in the air and there the she go. Again, know, uh, Chris, Ca- Chris Casino, Hot Chick. Again, to hear the, you can probably hear a hear, clearer version, but also hear the full song, go to our uh, website, com. Actually, it's a real good song. All right, so let's go to our high five. It's Chica, everyone, on Ms. Parker. Y'all ready? You ready? To do it. Ready. All right. So, everyone's talking about the VMAs from last night. Molly Cyrus hosted it. uh Nicki Minaj and her, they kind of had a little spec. And then, of course, uh, Kanye West's Vanguard speech and uh, other performances. Did anyone watch the VMAs? And if so, what were your thoughts?
5: I think the Nicki Minaj thing, Nicki and um, Molly thing was staged. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was Mm -hmm. real.
3: I agree. I kind of agree because when she said whatever she said to her, she kind of smiled and then got, you know, made a straight face again. Mm -hmm. So it didn't Mm -hmm. seem... But, but but one of the um shows, I think it was Entertainment Tonight, one of those, they were actually saying it was actually real. They really had beef. And I didn't see the story, but they're saying it was real. I thought it was stage, but.
5: <laughs> mm, I still say it's fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about, I mean, uh, I but I agree. MTV, MTV would do anything to get ratings. Like, that's just, yeah, what, that's they, just what industry yeah. is. Yeah. it's You know, anything goes yeah, to get yeah. ratings these days. That's why they have Molly yeah.
3: Yep. And they gonna do something. They just do something And even that whole thing with Taylor Swift and uh, Nicki Minaj supposedly having that beef on Twitter, but then they made up at the VMAs and to performed together. All for ratings. Right. All for ratings, right. If you ask me. If you ask me, yeah. What did you think about Kanye West who received the Vanguard Award? What do you think about his speech?
5: Kanye I I'm still confused what he was talking about. I still
4: don't know what he was talking about.
5: I think I mean I think kind of, you know I already think Kanye kind of has some type of mental illness. He's that one family yeah. Yeah, member you're always like, please don't let him talk.
3: Right. It just when he started the speech, you and I talked about it earlier today. We thought he was about to apologize, to us, but you know, uh, we start talking about now that he has a young daughter, um, but then he went completely that field, I'm talking about he's been running for president and no one can shut him up. And um, okay, it was just it was crazy. He says he's running for president in twenty twenty. So of course that's been all over um social media. Um but the thing that that bothers me the most about him is that obviously he is who he is. I think he's arrogant, I think he's insecure, that's why he acts the way he does. But the fact mm-hmm. that when he gives those kind of when he gives those kind of speeches, he goes to the audience and everybody's clapping and woo woo and everybody at home just shaking their head like what? Why are y'all me get away with this kind of stuff? You know what I'm saying?
7: I don't it's, know. It's 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 the same way as Donald Trump. I mean, this is a celebrity induced culture that um that right. um, that um we're in. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere now. It's in politics. I mean, come on, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is leading in the polls yep. for the Republican nomination, and he's been doing this mm-hmm. all summer. This is not just some some. Fluke. I mean, it's it's getting crazy now. We are so obsessed as a society with celebrity. It's just it's ridiculous, and people will say anything to get attention.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
7: whether it it's Donald true. Trump or whether it's Kanye West, they're going to say yeah. silly, strange, crazy things that the average person would think, okay, that is retarded. I'm sorry that that is crazy. But people mm-hmm. eat it up. Right. People eat it up. Yeah, so it's it what it is. It's a sign That's of true. the times. And also, I feel that we're, we're we're like they're like minstrels and they're playing this flute. And sometimes we get hypnotized by it. And and we it's 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 fascinating. Just fascinating. Just the the yeah. human psyche. It's it's amazing. Yeah.
3: Well, next topic. Um. Sadly, last last week, um, a gunman Vesta Lee Flanagan uh, not only killed himself, but he killed 27-year-old Adam Ward and 24-year-old Allison Parker, who were both journalists at uh, WDBJ in Virginia, in we was up
1: Virginia. That that's the one with the footage, right, Stephen?
3: That's the one with the footage. Yes, he actually. Um, they think that he kind of. Uh, he he because he'd been working in the news for so long, he knew kind of knew how they operated, and so he kind of staked they staked them out, and then he actually filmed himself shooting both of them. He went up to them while they were doing an interview at something in the morning and um and he pointed the gun for forty seconds, put it down, put it back up, and then he started shooting shot like fifteen times, killing um both of the the cameraman and the journalist. And then he um, ended up shooting one of the city council um, officials who was being interviewed. She actually, is supposed to make a full recovery. Shot her in the back. His gun. We were Spark and I were watching um, um, Twenty Twenty Friday, and they said that he went to shoot the other lady two more times, but her uh, his gun got his jammed. His gun jammed. It? Mm.
5: wow, yeah,
3: and so um, he fled the scene. Wow. He tweeted. He tweeted um, that he posted the video. On his Facebook page, and he posted a video on his Facebook page, and then he started making, telling uh, people why he did it. He faxed a 23-page. Um, they thought it was a suicide letter, into ABC News, Um he, yeah, and then he yeah, uh, then he, is, okay. he escaped, um, and but they and found him on the side of the road, um, and he had killed himself, but they found him in his car. A wig and a shawl and some things. they felt like he was trying he was to get away or try to get wow. out of there. But but this was a, this was a man I think who. He always,
5: I think he always intended on killing himself. He may have had that thing in his car just in case, because he already right. wrote his suicide letter. The last letter. page of his yeah. manifesto was a suicide letter. So I mm-hmm. think he probably if he was not. Found it at all? He probably would have tried to escape, but I think he already made up his yeah. mind. If the police chase me, I'm killing myself. So I think. That's they part did, of, yeah, part exactly. of, yeah, Yeah. He and was certainly he, w- kill. Had
8: yeah. a problem at yeah. every
5: job. Um, every job. He was actually. I just read an article that he was actually selling himself um, as a escort. Um,
3: yeah, male escort.
5: Mm-hmm. Male escort. Yeah, back in his twenties. Um, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Okay. I mean, right. he definitely had a lot of issues.
4: Yeah. Well, and can then, I?
7: will go ahead, Chica. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: No, go ahead. That, that was me. Go ahead, know.
7: Oh, no. I, I, I was just going to say good riddance to bad rubbish. I'm sorry. He's dead. I'm, I'm glad he is sick. by Good riddance. I'm sorry. I, there is no excuse. Um, people say that's crazy enough. I don't care. You don't. Mm-mm, 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 yeah, mm-mm. I'd rather he yeah. just you know what I'm kill
4: himself. Yeah. 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 If
7: you want to kill yourself, kill 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 yourself. If um life is messed up, right. Go to the woods, shoot yourself in the head. Good riddance. But to take to just to take people's life. Like, oh my god. And then on, in front of the television, so so kids and mm-hmm. everybody everybody can see that. Oh, that is ooh. Cool. Just die. 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 Just
3: die. Just it, die. It's,
4: Go. And and both
3: of both of the, um, the the people that were murdered, they were very early in their career. They start off as interns, but they saw the mm. the general manager at the station saw the uh, you know saw their potential and gave them morning right. that morning show. They were a great team. They were both engaged to be married.
8: Matter mm. of fact, the,
3: the young man who who was murdered, his um, fiance was a um, producer at that show. It was her last days. She was moving mm-hmm. to Charlotte. And he was gonna. Jo- he was gonna join her. And then um, mm-hmm. the, the other, uh, the the young lady that was murdered, she had just been recently engaged, and she had just moved in with her boyfriend, who was, who was a head anchor at the uh, at the news station. And so,
4: mm-hmm. you know, that whole See?
3: that whole scenario. I mean, they were so early in their career. They were in love. About to take the level. The career was going well.
1: It sounds like he killed them for having the life that he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Just out of spite. Yep, out of mm-hmm. jealousy and spite, and ruin so mm-hmm. many other people's lives. Ruin these yep. people's, ruin their lives, of course, but then their um um their family and their fiancés.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Just so many, just, oh, dang. Just, yeah, mm,
4: horrible.
7: Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah.
3: Well, switching gears, um, Trick Daddy has filed for bankruptcy because, according to him, he's got he's got next to zero money in the bank, and his baby mama bills keep piling up. The Miami rapper filed for Chapter 11, saying that he's got $430,000 in assets, which sounds decent, except for he also he also ex- excuse me, except he also had six hundred forty five k. He's in the red, so he's a negative with that. Doesn't um, he have a whole bunch 30, of kids? Yeah, including the 34000 yeah. um, thousand Dollar child support for one mother, twenty-two thousand dollar for another, two hundred ninety k in back taxes, two hundred eighty for his first mortgage. And interestingly enough, they said Trick Daddy says he still makes about fourteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, most of off music publishing and club gigs. He doesn't live like a ball lifestyle. They said that he um, says only five hundred five hundred dollars, five hundred fifty dollars in clothes and jewelry. So they're just saying that the baby mamas the bills adding up. What are your thoughts on mm. Trick
1: Daddy? Sounds like Trick Daddy and his baby mamas need to go get a reality
7: show deal and, and make some money. Right, make some money again, yeah. But also, this yeah. should this should <laughs> let people know: do not try to emulate these so-called rappers' lifestyles. It is this bogus. Is these, right. they are these these people are making that money that they are. Portraying that they are no, they are not. Right. And then on top of that, she's mm-hmm. so irresponsible just to have children here and there and and, and everywhere, just making babies and right. uh, can't even afford to even take care of them. Just, just right. a sorry yeah. dude. He's sorry. She's sorry. Sad.
3: Right. Yeah. All right. And last name because our guests are here. Um, Wes Craven, legendary horror director of Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream, has died. Um, he passed away Sunday at his home in Los Angeles after battling brain cancer, creating mm-hmm. one of the most fear, feared uh, movie monsters of all time, Freddy Krueger. Craven is also known for his horror classics, The Hills Have Eyes, The Last House on the Left. He survived by his wife, three children, and grandchildren. He was 76 years old. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with his family, who I'm sure are uh, mourning his loss, and, and their fans all over the world. And he thought... Definitely well, you know we
1: i
5: I love. First. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, I love the horror genre, and Wes Craven was one of my favorites. So, definitely, yeah. rest in peace.
3: All right. Well, listen. Yeah. Before we um, get to our our first guest, the question of the day: Do most people cheat in relationships? What are your thoughts, real quick? <laughs>
5: I think that's just a personal thing, you know. I, I don't. I don't think it's either one way or another. I think it's, every situation is different.
1: Yeah. Today's are, the day. I, I, today's the day. I'm gonna say
7: yeah.
1: I'm gonna say yeah today. Yep, they do. Do yeah.
7: what's the question again? Does Does everybody cheat? Do in a, in Do most people? people? Most people uh it depends on what you call. like 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 bam, bam, thinking madam I'm cheating uh-uh.
4: See, that
1: that's a good question though but well, like wait a minute though, because what is cheating to an individual
7: 'cause if that's right. right right that's it's depends on what people constitute what cheating is some folks might think if you if you look at somebody or you know something that is cheating like I, you, I have a you good one you. for you,
1: I have a good one for you. Cheating begins when you entertain someone that is you definitely know is attracted to you and you are connected to another. You play around with that energy, I think it's cheating
7: mm okay, I can see that yeah especially if if you get a an e- emotional connection with a person that's not your sick sick significant other then that yeah that can be to me cheating you know. A, so, I, um, well, so I, uh, I,
4: don't
7: know. I can see you, yeah. Mo- most probably maybe. Mm.
3: Well, you you ever listening at home, tweet us uh, <laughs> at Stephen Knight Show, SHO, and let us know. Do most people or relationships cheat? Right back after this. It's that's a question
6: of my heart. You got it, it don't belong to any That's a question of my love
8: Mm-hmm. I yeah. made it. Mm, I'll admit it, albeit pathetic, that I'm in my late 20s, still never been to a wedding. Guess the idea of that lobby empty, do not sit with me well. It's not your fault they try to get me. Cause I'ma need the sales, cause I'm selfish. And I need you to myself. I'm trying to see you afloat, but don't want to see you stale. Cause I fail, I see you about to cry. Cause when I enter they city, they leave without they pride. I'm sorry. Are you staring at my comment, Fearing it's gonna always be you sharing me with all them. Uh, wrong. How dare I say ignore them? Preparing for their day, I leave you here. It's with you for them. It's hard. You know, temptation and all. Out here trying to see if my relationship's strong. Get a place in the charts, so run away from your heart. Yeah, this music, my all. Nothing is sacred no more. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm promising you better, though. Uh, your friends saying, let them go. Uh, And we ain't getting any younger I can give up now But I can promise you That's right You got it
6: It don't belong to anyone But you hey. It's just a question of my love You got it Baby, don't worry I got plans for you yeah. Baby, I've been making plans Love. Baby, I've been making plans
8: for you. Baby, I've been making plans. We so really should I have a rule. Uh, baby, baby I've really been making plans for really should I have a rule. Yeah, you uh, have a new love. I'll admit it. Let me be hypothetical. If the day I find a woman, I'd probably be scared to share it. The idea of me finding love we we'll run somebody off but my wall, could use some plaques, but still I got a floor, brush you off. All right, welcome
3: back to the Stephen Night Show. Philadelphia's first black tie luxury and uh, couture fashion show showcasing designer size 8 plus called the Pink Runway 2015 will be held on October 30th, 2015. Uh, the show will take place at the Bo- Boutique Hotel. I don't know if I can pronounce it. Le- Mer- Meridian? Philadelphia. So, no, yeah, <laughs> okay, thank you. This show was created uh, to be a springboard for a change in the fashion industry. Uh, its creators hope to use this show to highlight the plus women as a symbol of luxury, fashion, and lifestyle. Now, tonight, founder Crystal Carmen and event organizer uh, Laura Mazurik are here to tell us more. Welcome to the show.
9: Thank you for having us, Stephen. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being on. Yes,
3: thank you. So, so we know some of the uh, backstory, but for those that who uh, want to know more, what really was your, uh, what what made you decide this is what we need to do, and why it's so important?
9: Well, well some, uh, actually, um, yeah, the <laughs> no,
2: yeah, problem. So, <laughs> So let me I'll give you a little background on, on Pink the Runway. Um, Pink the Runway um, was an event that was due to um, occur in 2012. Um, and actually mm-hmm. what happened is that um, during that same time period, we had a, a terrible storm. And unfortunately, our models and our designers, um, some were were without a home or a safe place to stay, electricity and such. And so it felt... Um, it felt wrong to kind of try to hold an uh, an, an event with that sort of right. devastation around us and so um yeah. so the event got postponed and then eventually completely canceled and um you know just because nobody had recovered yet and, um, so we you know I put it on kind of like the back burner, and just felt like the next time it came around um for it for it to come out, it needed to be big, it needed to make the statement it was supposed to make initially, and um it needed to make noise and um and then I came across Laura and um Laura, and I met actually um working on a on a separate unrelated event, and as we began to talk, it just seems like it seemed like we had the same vision. And um, mm-hmm. and she heard the background story and, and vowed to to help transform it into what it was supposed to be. And, and that's where we're here now.
9: And I also awesome. really awesome. felt that there was a gap in the Philadelphia market for the plus-size fashionista who was seeking Absolutely. luxury fashion and covetable luxury fashion, and we weren't really being represented here. So I thought this was the perfect opportunity to champion that, make waves, and facilitate change together.
3: Awesome, awesome. And, and t- talk about um, not having really there being a voice there in Philadelphia. I think a lot of places, you know, they don't really celebrate uh, fashion of um, who people would be considered plus size. Um, tell us about why it's so important, to, to, you know, to to put it out there for people.
9: Well, I think, and Crystal feels very much the same way. You know, our show is not just a fashion show. It's like you were Mm -hmm. saying, it's a platform. It's a movement. It's, you know, a platform to address all the reasons and ways in which we are underrepresented. And it's a platform for all women to feel beautiful. That is something that our society is Strongly lacking, you know, the size shaming, the body dysmorphia, the negative images, the exclusion, all these things, you know, and there aren't enough positive messages out there saying, love yourself, right. embrace yourself, yeah. be comfortable in your skin. We're all in transition. You know, we all have the same rights to, you know, have the same access to the same things. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we really stand for.
3: Awesome. Awesome. And now and this is gonna be a black tie luxury and couture fashion show. So this is gonna be something, you know, you gotta come right. You're gonna come, right?
9: That's right, come correct absolutely.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and and why did you decide to do, you know, something luxurious and couture and, and just not? Because I see a lot of I live in Atlanta, Georgia and I perform at fashion shows. And mm-hmm. so most of them I've been to have not been upscale. They've been kind of, you know, I don't know. But this one, it seems like you all are putting a lot of, even from the the promo uh, stuff that you have out there, you all are putting, you had that elegance on it. So why did decide to go that route? Thank you.
9: Well, <laughs> well I shout so. out to Crystal. She created all those gorgeous images.
2: Thank one you. One of her many awesome. talents. <laughs> oh. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes um i we we actually wanted to go um with a luxury based um event for a couple of reasons. Um i'm going to let Laura elaborate on on luxury and and plus size fashion since she's an expert in that field as well. Um and then sure. i'll tell you on a on a in a more organic level another reason why we did it. So go ahead Laura.
9: Sure, thank you Crystal. You're
2: welcome. Well
9: Everything that we we have chose to do in this show is for a very strategic reason. It's to either break open a door, shatter a misconception, you know, or break through stereotypes. So ground one, the luxury fashion, because there are a lot of stereotypes out there that plus-size women aren't confident. They don't seek luxury. Mm-hmm. They are—they aren't looking mm-hmm. for covetable fashion. They don't follow fashion trends. They're not trendsetters. You know, these are all things we know aren't true. So no one was right. creating the. No one was creating the platform. Nobody was addressing these issues head-on. So we said it's time. It needs to happen, and we're doing it. So everything from the location. To the fact that guests will be ushered, you know, to their seats by gentlemen wearing tuxedos. It being black Mm. tie, having having luxury vendors, you know, having um, an hour of um uh, open bar and butler durs and a red carpet for our VIP ticket holders and the after party and the this and the that and all, all the details. It's like layers and icing on a cake. But every layer is to create the vision that, you know, women of all sizes have a place in that world. And so people Mm -hmm. can see it. And sometimes, as you know, uh, as all being artistic people, but sometimes in order to break a mold, you have to present it to people so they can visualize it and see it. And that, in a nutshell, is why the event is how it is. Awesome. Awesome. And Crystal, you
3: want to take you back on?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um one of the, the one of the other things is that I'm actually a former plus model. So um mm-hmm. when I was exposed to the industry, um some of the uh designers that were were coveted were just not accessible to me and honestly to this date haven't been accessible to me. So it's like um you know just being able to give this experience because that's really what Pink the Runway 2015 is. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's giving yeah. you luxury experience and allowing that to be open to a market that it's never been open to before in such a manner and so we want to come in and we want to make noise because no one's ever changed the world by being silent and i think these smaller what? shows that you mentioned where it's you know it's not as upscale and it's not as prestigious you know it's not that they aren't doing something great and, and they're promoting the change but it's that what? stuff that happens on a, on a quiet level does not get as much notice and as much notability as events and 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 protests that happen on a larger scale. So this in, in essence is really our luxurious protest. We're yes. here. We want to be we're heard. Not, we want to be seen. Yes, we're, and we're and, and, and luxury is, is is available to plus-size women and it should be because the average um the average American woman is a size 14. So that tells you right. by by just by that statistic alone that that would mean that the average luxury consumer is probably plus size as well. So if that's the case and all we're being left is uh, accessories such as bags and purses, then why not open the market and embrace us all and give us the opportunity Mark. to to wear these things. And this is what Pink the Runway is doing. It's showing you designs that are available for every size. The event is not size exclusive. Though the design feature featured... Are are for size eight plus. Anyone mm-hmm. a size two, a size zero who attends the show, can can be confident that if she's in love with something on the runway, she can have it made for her, and that's something that cannot mm-hmm. be said the other way around. When when a plus yeah, woman walks into a standard fashion show. Mhm, that's true. And that's the true. other thing that that our show is addressing
9: is picking up on what Crystal just said is the fact that we know that the average woman is a size 14 in America which means she buys luxury products. We have many celebrities who are powerful and accomplished who are or fuller sizes, but they are not afforded the opportunity to represent Cartier, BMW, Audi, you know, all these different luxury brands which you know they use and buy every day, which Madison Mm -hmm. Avenue is making the statement, you can pay for our products but you are not good enough to represent them. You may have won an Oscar. Mm. You may uh, own a corporation. You may be worth billions of dollars, but because you don't wear a certain dress size and you might have millions of followers, you are not allowed to represent our product. You know, from the Jill Scott to the Queen Latifah to the Megan Trainer, why are these women only representing uh, brands like Covergirl, Covergirl or Honda? Right. Why aren't they Why aren't they in Audi ads? Why aren't they in Milani Jeweler ads?
2: Cardi? Exactly. Ads? I mean, I know a few courageous huh? women who drive Mercedes
9: Benz. <laughs> yeah, many. <laughs> yeah,
3: very true. Very true. Yeah. And I think you do have to have a voice, you know, for all people because to think about the children that may be, you know, um, will be blood-sized. They don't have that example, you know what I mean? They don't see people that look like them. That could cause self-esteem issues, I would would think. you
2: agree? Well, here's the funny part. The people who are in the magazines who don't look like them don't even look like themselves. They're photoshopped nearly to death. Okay, so it's like, um, you know, people strive to be a certain size or look like a certain celebrity. Well, that celebrity doesn't even look like that celebrity. So, you you know, we have makeup, we have Photoshop, we have, you know, so many different things that are in filters, (laughs) and we have so many different things now, in effect, to, to create this false sense, an idea of what beauty is, and that is what's what's making it harder and harder to be a teenage girl in this world, to be a teenage boy in this world, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. all that everybody's focused on, and that's all you see, that's all you're exposed to, and you strive for this unattainable reality. Yeah. It just doesn't exist.
3: That's true. true. Very true. Very true. Well, well tell us again exactly uh, when the event's going to be held, where it's being held, and uh, what we can do to learn more about it? Of course,
2: the, yeah. The, um, the, sure. The event is being held at the Meridian Hotel. It's located on Arch Street, fourteen twenty-one Arch Street, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And if you'd like to know more information um, on on the show or to purchase a ticket, it's um, wwwptr com.
9: And 10% of all our proceeds are going to our beneficiary charity, uh, the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition. Yes, yeah,
2: it's an excellent yeah. charity that's centered in PA.
3: I'm glad that you mentioned that. I wanted to mention that, that you are, um, you know, so many people are being touched by cancer, breast cancer, and the fact that you are giving uh, 10% of that. I thought that was definitely something worth highlighting. So thanks for reminding me of that. Um, just for you all uh, personally
2: uh, where can we keep up with you
3: with what you have going on this event and others
9: um on social media?
2: Well, let Laura give her personal information
9: sure, sure, okay well, <laughs> you uh
2: <laughs> so you can
9: uh, contact <laughs> me twitter, Sab at any size. Uh, Facebook, you know, my, my name, Laura Mazurik, last name M-A-Z-U-R-E-K. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can also find me on Instagram, S R P K L And so I'm out everywhere. Sorry about that, Laura.
2: <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> Um, As for myself I'm Crystal Carmen MUA On most um, Social media sites I'm Crystal Carmen On Facebook I'm also the owner Of Pink Stiletto Cosmetics Which is also Why the the name Pink In Pink the Runway Um, And I um, My website Is uh, PinkStilettoCosmetics.com And of course As far as the show Pink the Runway 2015 You can find us With just Putting in that name On Facebook We have a fan page
9: Yes do. Absolutely
2: and,
9: and, Stephen, we're actually coming to your show with an exclusive that we are breaking on okay. your show.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We've been kind of waiting to to announce this.
9: Um, yes, Laura, yes, why yes.
2: don't you yes. tell a little bit about the artist? <laughs> Yes, yes. Well,
9: um, as uh, I'm sure you know who are uh, researching our event, VIP ticket holders are included in the fabulous package, is access, complimentary access to our VIP after party, which will have a free concert. Headlining our concert is a phenomenal artist, Chris Reeder who is sponsoring the entertainment for our after party. He is very dedicated to both of our causes, size empowerment, you know, um, self-love, all those wonderful things, as well as giving back to the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition to the wonderful degree that every movement needs an anthem Well, Chris is composing an anthem for our show and our movement, which he will be releasing on iTunes, donating a portion to the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition. And he will be performing it. uh, Yes, he will be performing it exclusively at our VIP after party. And it will also be downloadable at our event. So guests sitting in their seat will be able to contribute by downloading our anthem, Uh, you know, donate to the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition. So this is an event that is groundbreaking on every level. And we are so thrilled to have Chris on board, and he is a phenomenal artist and a really great human being.
3: Well, I definitely uh, encourage anyone uh, that can get there to get there, especially for a great cause. Uh, Lauren, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and and I know thank you be back one right before, thank you. Right before it's the been show a pleasure. We'll talk more. So oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure for me. You all take care, okay?
9: Thank you, Steve. Have a wonderful evening.
3: You too, thank you. Oh. All right, and again our thanks goes out to Laura and Crystal for uh joining us tonight. For more information about Pink Runway, please visit our Facebook page and we'll be right back after this. Show. Our next guest is a modeling pioneer that has been dubbed the Body of the Campbell of Plus in the Plus size modeling world. Initially rejected due to her voluptuous size, she took matters to her own hands and is now one of the top models. This Baltimore native was the first inductee into the XXL magazine's Eye Candy Hall of Fame. Please tell me welcome the beautiful model, actress, host, and personality, Lyris Cross. Welcome to the show.
2: Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on. Thank you for being on. No
3: you know, problem. I, I mean, when we we got the confirmation from your team, I was like, yes. <laughs> 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 you know, a lot of people, they they may not uh, know by name, but they see your picture, they're like, oh, I've seen her. Because you've been in right. so many videos and you've been in movies and, you know, runways. Tell us how you, you know, this... Wonderful career, you know, 15-year-plus career, how it started for you. Oh, my gosh. Uh,
10: I'm going to try. It, it's a little <laughs> bit of a long story, so I'm going to try to make a long story short. Um, okay, okay. I wanted to model from a very young age, I'm going to say since elementary
4: school. And And okay.
10: um, as a young girl, you know, the girls who were coming up in the game were like Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell being my favorite. I, I affectionately call her my model mother.
4: <laughs> and, um,
10: and I just you know I wanted to get into modeling, so once I got into high school, I heard about a models convention called Model Search America, and okay. Model Search America was a convention that went from um different regional areas, like they may go to l a and New York and Atlanta and miami, you know like the hot the hot regions, and right. they'll do a big open call, and then they'll find they'll choose models to come to the convention. And then um, once you come to the convention, you walk the runway one time to kind of show your your runway presence and, you know, just your presence overall. And then um, the next time, you um, walk past all the agents with a headshot and a full body shot just to show them how you photograph. And these Mm -hmm. are agents, like the top agents across the world, so... Um, I ended up getting callbacks at the end of the convention from Elite, who everybody knows about Elite models,
4: mm-hmm. uh, Zoli
10: yeah. and Michelle Pommier, who are two agencies that are no longer around, and Seventeen Magazine. And, you know, wow. Seventeen Magazine is, like, yeah. huge and still out here to this day. So, So, exactly. um, you know, when you get callbacks from those type of um, reputable brands, you just feel as though, wow, I, I really have something here.
3: Exactly, yeah. Um, confirmation. But they... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um,
10: but they all loved me, but they all wanted me to lose weight. And, you know, to me, I was already rather skinny. I could take my my uh, pointer finger and my thumb and wrap it around my wrist. Like, that's how right. skinny yeah. I was. Right. And um, I was an athlete all through high school. So it was mm-hmm. like, lose weight where? So I remember I right. to be some, like,
4: <laughs>
10: you know, I played basketball, I did cheerleading, I ran yeah. track and field. So, you know, I was in good shape. I was in good shape. So I tried to lose weight and um I went back to the next convention and I had lost some weight but I had only got one call back and it was oh, wow. from an agency that was already in my area called Nova Models. And you know although it was appreciated it was like how do I go from four callbacks to like one callback from my local agency? Right.
4: So right.
10: I ended up um graduating from high school. I was all enrolled to go to college and um Something in my spirit just told me to tell my parents, hey, I want to move to New York and just try out modeling because I don't want to, like, take this time and graduate and be 21 and right. say I'm too old. They say I'm too old, mm-hmm. you know, because at that point, you had girls who were literally like 15 years old, 16 years old, walking for Chanel shows. So it was like, if I wait another year, you know, let's say I'm too old or whatever.
4: So my right, parents... Yeah.
10: Um, basically gave me an opportunity to move to New York. I moved in with um, some family members in New York who I was already close with. And um, I basically uh, the first, that was like Christmas Day we moved because we were already going up for Christmas to to meet with the family. And so the first week in January when they opened the the agencies back up from the holiday, I um, remember I just said I was going to be pursuing commercial modeling.
6: Which is, you okay. know, more
10: like the the smiley fun
6: stuff, mm-hmm. the tie, <laughs>
10: commercial, a Gatorade commercial, you know, stuff like that. Um, beauty products, you know, Clarisonne stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And um, I remember I went to my first agency, and but they, I still didn't really know the difference between agencies. So this was still a fashion agency, and they were like, "You know, you're really pretty, but you would need to lose some weight." So I was like, mm. ah. Let me right, just call yeah. these people at Model Search America because they always said, if you ever come to New York, hit us up. Uh, I hit them up. They asked me to come into the office. They took my measurements, saw me. They're like, okay, she's like a size, like 8, 8'10 eight, right now, um, really more like an 8'. So um, they set up a meeting for me to go meet with Wilhelmina Models. They had a have a division called Curves. And basically, I met with my agent there, and they offered me a contract that day. Wow! And thus began my modeling career. Wow! And um, I'm no longer with Wilhelmina. I'm actually with Dorsey Combs Models out of Miami and Hughes Models out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was with uh, Wilhelmina for the majority of my career and made lots of leeway within the industry uh, while with them.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. So when, when you were being told, you know, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, did that do something to your psyche, or were you like, no, I'm good, I'll find something that, you know, people people will appreciate me at, at whatever size I'm at. What were your thoughts when you kept hearing that?
10: Well, I would say when I was much younger, it, it did play with my psyche to a certain degree. Because okay. it, it, for you, when you just have the vision of, you know, feeling like you're this close to your dreams. I mean, I even had Bethany Hardison, who's Tyson Beckford's still manager. She was even looking at me uh, while I was in high school. So, you know, when you have this attention from these these different um, people within the industry, you're like, wow, you know, like I'm really, I'm almost there. If I could only lose the weight.
7: Right, you know, yeah. if I
10: could only lose the weight So, even though I had signed with Well, I mean, I was still, like, trying to lose weight
4: mm-hmm. Trying to
10: see if I could Maybe go down and work on the other Board, like, you know, maybe they'll put me On a straight size board if I can still lose some weight So, I was trying and trying Then after a while, I mean Look, your Your body just takes over, you know Exactly You, know, you can only fight trying to be a, a You know, a certain size um, In your Teen years and then right. you know for me my grown woman body was just starting to blossom and come in slowly but surely and now yeah. I'm 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 fully in it
3: <laughs> right yeah it little great real great
10: thank you thank you i mean we're all not meant to be skinny mm-hmm. but um thankfully i'm still the correct size for the samples uh which are mainly used in the plus industry which are size 14-16 and right. um and you know, I I did feel pressure, and I did succumb to the pressure for a while, but, you know, eventually I just was like, what, who accepts and loves me the way I am?
4: And exactly. I felt as
10: though black people and black culture, hip-hop culture did. So that's yeah. how I kind of got into, you know, doing music videos and working more in that genre and working with the, the African-American magazines like the Essence and the XXL and the Source and stuff like that. Because they were just more accepting of my body. Exactly. And and you think
3: about it, you know, the size, plus size, you said it was, was 16, 18, or 14, uh, 18. Um, Most of the
10: samples are 14, 16, but plus size starts at a full size six. So if you're like a six size six and wow. up,
3: they usually wow. put you
10: in the plus industry. Isn't it crazy? Crazy. And if you look
3: out, if you go on down the street, I live in Atlanta, especially in Atlanta. Everyone, yeah, would, be most, a plus size. Everyone yes, would be a plus yes.
10: size. Almost uh, all of them would be plus size. It's like I need to, I actually need to go there and clean up, huh?
3: <laughs> you, do, you do. But, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, models in general get a lot of, you know, you hear so much um, criticism about weight, you know, especially some of the real skinnier models, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that they're starving themselves, they look like they mm-hmm. need a burger, whatever. And then, mm-hmm. but that's really not, reality in terms of their sizes, the more of the skinnier models, more of normal day everyday people would be considered plus size. That's interesting. That's interesting. Right. You... I'll
10: I'll say this, in the fashion industry they will be considered plus size.
3: But oh, right. in
10: okay. regular day to day life, I mean plus size really starts at a size twelve. Right, yeah. Exactly.
3: It starts
10: at a size yeah. twelve.
3: Yeah. And
10: um and even for plus models it's very important that we have our proportions and um that we're still healthy mm-hmm. um you know just cuz you know you're a woman of a certain size doesn't mean that she can be a plus model and right. a lot of times people get that confused they think that mm-hmm. um just because oh I'm a big girl I could be I could be a plus model
4: no yeah yeah no <laughs> you
10: still need to fit the sample <laughs> You yeah. still need to fit the samples You still need to be proportionate um, And a lot of designers Want a a, a rather um, This may sound kind of weird Like a neat body mm-hmm. They want as smooth of a body As possible yeah. because People don't realize that modeling is a business and, yeah, it is. Yes. and They want at least uh Stuff that they have to do In post that's why your skin Should try to be as good as it possibly can be they want to spend as least time on retouching. They don't want to have to spackle a whole new face on you. You have breakouts and (laughs) this and that. And, you know, even if you have roles, you need to have, like, body shapers and stuff. You Mm -hmm. know, they want the body to look as smooth as possible.
4: Because fashion
10: is about selling fantasy. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, that's not real. But, yeah, fashion, a a big aspect of fashion is fantasy. And people forget that. Because yeah, it's fantasy, true. what kind of like sells? Yeah, there's a certain amount of realism that sells too, but you know, fashion is almost about escapism to a certain degree.
3: It is. It's, it, like mm-hmm. you said, it's, it's creating that illusion, that fantasy. What's something mm-hmm. because you've been in the industry now over 15 years, or 17 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that that you wish you knew coming in that you aren't that you know now?
10: Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. Something I wish I knew. Um. I think a lot of times, and I teach this at my model boot camps. I have my Life of a Working Model Boot Camp um, that I'm sure we'll get a little into in a sec.
4: But yes.
10: Uh. You just because you sign with the agency doesn't mean that. Okay, I'm with the agency. They handle everything you know, like you don't have to do work. No, you right. still have a lot of work to do. You need mm-hmm. to get out there and network and meet people and brand yourself and market yourself because you're a lot of times on the board with anywhere from the other women.
4: Yeah.
10: And, yeah. you know, you want your agent to spend, you know, it's impossible for an agent to spend all their time on you unless right. you're kind of like the teacher's pet. But yeah. – um that's where you come into play and you, you know, you go to events where potential clients are. You market yourself on social media. You do all the other little things so you can help to make your agent's job easier.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you, talk, you talked about um, Life of a Working Model Boot Camp, the camp that you mm-hmm. do. Tell us a little bit about that.
10: All right. Um, I started a hashtag a couple years ago called Life of a Working Model. And, um, it amazed me over uh, a couple of years. I would run into people at industry events or people on the street, and they'd be like, yeah, you're that girl,
4: like of a working
10: model. <laughs> I said, wow, like people are pay att- paying attention, and it's it's catching on because I just always tagged it on any of my, like, model pictures or work pictures, stuff like that. And um, and a lot of social media, has so many women who would, I mean, still, daily, send me questions. How can I get into modeling? Do you have any advice, this or that? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's such (laughs) a loaded question. It's really loaded. It's not something that I can just, like, type a little bit and really for you to be able to really gain. Exactly. So, um, you know, for a while I had thought, like, it would be great if I could do, like, a symposium or a class or something, and then I had a, a old publicist friend who used to say, you should do some type of, like, class or something. I was like, ah, oh, okay. But I thought, like, who's really going to pay for it and come? <laughs> you know? And I doubted myself for a while. So this was a, a idea that I literally had for about three years. And then one year, God just spoke to me, and he just said, step out on faith and go for exactly. it, baby girl. Exactly, so, yeah. I remember I started to look for a studio, and I created a syllabus and uh, came up with my ideas how I wanted to run it, and I just picked a date. And um, I remember I posted it online, and, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I got five people. Like, I'm thinking,
4: (laughs) amazing, because I was just
10: like, like, (laughs) if I could just get five people, I'm good. Right. Really, I wanted to at least get 10. So um, next thing you know, I had 10 people. Next thing you know, I had 20. Mm. Next thing you know, I ended up my very first boot camp, which was uh, a lot cheaper than what it is now. I'm I had sure. 42 <laughs> women at my first boot camp. Wow. Wow. I said, wow, this is amazing. Amazing. Wow. So I had this wow. one little tiny room. I ended up having to book this, like, huge other room um, because I had such a great response. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, basically I have two different classes that I offer right now. I have my master class, which basically tells you the do's and don'ts of the modeling world, how to, you know, how to prepare for test shoots. how to prepare for open calls, what should be in your model bag, how to spot scams. Um, you know, how to find photographers that you should work with, how to find an agent, Uh, what should your hair and makeup look like. Uh, I do a whole basic um, lecture for about two hours in the beginning, and then after that I have a panel of experts that come in. I mean, celebrity hair, celebrity makeup, fashion editors, agents, all types of different people have come through my panel, casting directors, and they come to to for an hour, speak about their perspective of the modeling world. And I also mm-hmm. have them come because I realize that every every person that comes to my boot camp may or may not ever model.
4: Exactly. But maybe right. they can be right.
10: inspired by
4: mm-hmm.
10: someone that they heard on the panel, and they were like, "Wow, you know what? I realized modeling is not for me, but maybe I can do. Um, I can be a casting director."
3: Mm-hmm. Well, maybe
10: you know what? I'm really good at makeup. Maybe I'll get into makeup. You know?
3: Yeah. So we're so, pretty much you're, you're exposing them to different realms of the industry.
10: Correct. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and then we do um, a break for lunch, and then the second half of the day I do a a, a short uh, runway class. So I go over just basic runway technique. Because that's another thing I've set in on casting calls for runway. Mm -hmm. And I am like, what is this girl doing? (laughs) It's like they're doing what they see at the the hood classic fashion show. Right,
4: right. And that (laughs) is
10: totally different from what the fashion world requires. Mm -hmm. So I prepare women of all uh, heights, sizes, ages, uh, and races for the average runway client. You know, for wow. the for the for the for the fashion world, not for yeah. yeah, not for you know your friend's local fashion show. I prepare them for the fashion world, and um, it's just my great way of taking over a decade of experience and being able to reach out to these women and give them proper instruction.
4: Because exactly. a lot of people
10: say they know about modeling, but you go through my hashtag, you see, I live it. I don't talk it, I just live it. Mm-hmm. And, um,
4: right, right, it's
10: the best way for me to, you know, be able to get everybody in a, a one room because it's like it starts at 10 a.m., we go all the way to 4 p.m., and I give them basically like a crash course in modeling, and wow. you know, I'm able to back it up. My other one I have is my Perfection in Posing, and my Perfection in Posing class is, um, a class where half the class I do runway and I teach them how to work with props and work on posing for the runway. Okay. okay. And then nice. the second half they do a mini photo shoot. I have a photographer who comes in. They um I usually get one of my celebrity makeup artists to come in and they do light makeup touch up on them. So they basically get a test shoot for the day. And I help them to work help them to learn how to pose and do better in front of the camera for their photo shoot. A lot of girls, you know, start out, and you go to a client, they're expecting you to be able to turn it on immediately, whether Mm -hmm. it's your first photo shoot or not.
3: So I'm able to,
10: (laughs) yes, I'm able to sit down there and say, you know what, I notice you're very dead in the eyes here. Or I notice that you jet your eyes off too far here. Or you're always holding your hand closed fist, clenched fist, or you look strained, or you need to loosen up, or you smile smile a little too hard squint your eyes too much, or, Mm. you know, you need more life in your eyes, you know. It's those little things that can take you from a, huh, to, oh, okay, we can give her a chance, or, oh, yeah, let's book her.
3: Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome, because especially someone who's been in the industry, you know, like you said, as long as you haven't, you're able to give back that Experience, not just mm-hmm. what you were taught, but the experience. I think that's yes. awesome. Where yes. can Thank where can, uh, potential um, models or, or people just interested in, in registering? How can they register for your class?
10: Always go to our Facebook page, which is Life of a Working Model Bootcamp on Facebook. So Facebook dot Facebook dot com backslash Life of a Working Model Bootcamp. You can also go to my website, which is com, which is L-I-R-I-S-C, as in cat, dot com, com. And if you look under the L-O-A-W-M tab, you'll always see when I have any events um, for the boot camp, that's usually our registration page, and you can
3: register there. Absolutely. Okay. And we'll post that on our website and, of course, on our Facebook page but well, I have to congratulate you because I understand uh, you are the first black model for Goddess um, Lingerie. Can you talk, talk about that?
10: Yes. Um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I am the first uh, African-American model to pose for the campaign and signage for the Goddess Lingerie brand. They wow. are a brand which is under the the um, House of Eden which they carry quite a few uh, lingerie brands. They're based out of the U.K. And um, the Goddess Line is known for its great sizing and quality. And um, in the lingerie world, there aren't many African-American models that you see in Mm. the signage or the packaging for bras and panties. And it's just a blessing that they they booked me. And they didn't book me to, like, be the first black one. They just booked me because they felt as though, I was the best model for the job. I also work for them and do their showroom work, and they just kind of saw how buyers gravitated to me or how much they loved the product on me. So it was like, wow. okay, if they're loving the product on her in the showroom, maybe we can use her for print too.
4: And exactly.
10: that's basically how it came about. So, you know, I'm honored to actually be the first one and be in a position um, Like this, and just the reception from women across Europe and just here in the states as well has been overwhelming. Um, The Daily Mm. Mail in the UK, which is like their biggest newspaper, did a story on me, and it has like over yeah has like over a thousand shares uh, of the story. And then the Huffington Post UK, they picked up the story and ran it as well. So it was just like wow, it was amazing. It was amazing.
3: It was. I googled. I googled for more information just to do some research, and and that was the first thing that came up. The uh, the, the magazine. I mean, the uh, newspaper. Their big mm-hmm. news over there. Um, and and it was great. A great article. They had videos on there, and of course, beautiful pictures of you. So yeah, awesome mm-hmm. stuff. So let me ask you because we also hear about some of the downsides, or or you know, I think in the industry they have, you know, things people can fall into, whether it be drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you seem very grounded. Um, how how do you stay grounded when you're reaching so much success? Because a lot of success can be good or bad for, depending on who the person is, but you seem to be grounded as you continue to be successful in this industry. How do you stay grounded?
10: Well, I mean, I definitely have to thank um, my soil, which is my parents. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. just being able to be blessed with parents who – love god and um value being good human beings and giving back to others and being generous and kind that's part of what helps to keep me grounded um when you know that your work not only affects you but it affects it affects so many other people mm-hmm. um that helps to keep you in line and you know kind of think about others before yourself at times also wow. um you know, my life hasn't been perfect, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I share some of my shortcomings every now and then, but um, my life hasn't been perfect. But the thing is, um, when you when you are a believer in God and you can ask for forgiveness or um, you know that he is with you and you can, even if you get off course, he can help to put you back on track, mm-hmm. that's what I try to focus on. And, right, um, right. You know, I go through a lot of points where you know, you know, modeling is a very competitive and hard industry, and and you can definitely get down. You know, why didn't I book this job? Why isn't this happening for me? Why is it I still haven't got my check? You know, (laughs) all types (laughs) of things. Um, But I just know that um, I just have to stay steadfast, and you know. I I know that other people are rooting for me and I don't mm-hmm. wanna let them down and I wanna be able to put a continue to be a a light and a good impression on women across the globe.
3: Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you know, they always say models, um, that they're very pretty and they're you know, beautiful to Look at but they way hear them talk. But I think anyone that comes to any of your classes, I I watch some interviews of yours on online. I mean, you just you're well put together, you know what I mean, and I think that, like you said, it's a testament to your your upbringing and just to the the drive mm-hmm. you have within you to be successful and I but think its thank inter- you thank
10: of
4: you
3: of no
10: seriously thank you my no um my father is a pastor back in Baltimore, so oh, wow. wow, at a very young age, um my father had me memorizing like I remember I think mm-hmm. I was in fifth grade. I memorized yep. a two page a two page speech to speak at I mean wow. to to do for him as a gift at his fiftieth birthday party.
4: Wow. Okay? okay. So okay, wow.
10: I look back now and I say, Wow you know, I I used to think, Why is my dad putting me up to this? What like what if he want for me? Gosh, I'm on even a
7: You're right. But
10: I think my father probably saw gifts in me that I didn't even know existed.
4: And now, Mm -hmm.
10: because of the fact that he used to do things like have me memorizing speeches, two-page speeches, uh, that's why I'm able to get a script and pick up nine pages and memorize it. My audition is the next morning. That's why I'm able to um, speak in front of my boot camp and not need, you know, index card after index card. I just right. have, you know, a basic Talking line, things. like, okay, talk yeah. about test shoots, talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to mm-hmm. stand in front of them and to speak. Because my father helped to hone my um gift and craft of public speaking at a very early age.
3: That's so awesome. I'm
10: thankful for that. Definitely Absolutely. thankful.
3: Absolutely. I think it's um what's also amazing is that I know that you really love Naomi Campbell, you know, especially you looked up to her um, as a child, and now they call you the Naomi Campbell of what? I
4: know. It's insane.
3: It <laughs> is. that is, like a full um, circle.
10: You know, when I was a baby vinyl, <laughs> <laughs> I meaning just a, like, you know, just a, in my teens, they used right. to always say, oh, you remind me of Naomi Campbell. So... <laughs> I used to be like, oh, it'd be great to like one day work with her, or, you know, when she gets older, maybe I could take her job. You know?
3: Right, right. <laughs>
10: so so forth. But I mean, you see, Mother is still working.
3: She's still holding down. Still holding down. She is
10: still working. But this yeah. is why I look up to her because she's right, right even right now, she's expanding more into acting. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still modeling at a very high level. And that's what I want for my career, right. you know? I want to even, yes, when I'm 40, 50s, I still want to be able to get a campaign. And they're like, oh, no, that's Lyrus. So she can, she can model for, you know, for <laughs> for Lane Bryant or Target. That's Lyrus. You know, so right. that's, how, yeah. that's how Naomi does. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm.
3: at the rate you're at, that's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. Thank you. Thank what, you. what else do you think that you're working on now um, or we can expect coming down the line from you?
10: Well yes, I, I'm well I'm definitely trying to branch out and hopefully do one of my life of a working model boot camps in Houston, um or Dallas and mm-hmm. um as well as Los Angeles. So oh, I'm working on that right now, hopefully um for the winter, because 'cause I'm like oh. it's no better time to leave New York and go to like Houston or um or um you know, like Miami or LA than during the wintertime. Right, so be on the lookout for that when we do post it, it will be on the Facebook page. Um I also just shot a in store campaign for Meyer stores. Meyer is like the midwest Walmart kinda okay.
4: okay, so um,
10: I'm excited about that because when you go into the store, you'll see my picture and um <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to Germany in October, and I'm gonna be the headliner for uh, the Plus Size Fashion Days, which is like uh, the New York Fashion Week for Plus shows out there. Okay, wow. And that's wow. going to be in October, so I'm really looking forward to that. They seem to be really excited to have me out there. And who knows, I just very well may end up back in London for uh, for their British Plus Size Fashion Week, but I'm not sure yet. It's not confirmed. It's not okay. confirmed just yet, but it would be nice because I've been yeah. getting some calls about it. And, got um, a, a
3: going on. Right.
10: yeah, yeah. I mean, blessed, really blessed.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, everybody, where well, they can keep up with you on social media, I know that, um, we, we talked about some of your websites, but can you kind of go through that? So, just so everyone yes, can get their pen and paper and <laughs> start following Definitely. Right got okay. you.
10: All right. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat at Lyric C, which is L I R. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Liris C, which is L-I-R-I-S-C, or under Lyrus Cross. So Facebook.com backslash Liris C or Lyrus Cross, and that's Cross with an E at, at the end. The and um, yes. that's because I have two pages, because the other one's full. So if not, you can always uh, get the same information on my pub, my other public page. And nice. um, on YouTube, um, my channel, I have two channels. One is uh, LC78, and the other one is LOAW Model, so Life of a Working Model. L-O-A, wait a minute, L-O-A-W-M Model, yep.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so so wow. much
10: going on, yeah. It
6: is a lot. It's a lot, but, but it's I would stuff. say the
10: one I'm the most active on is um, Instagram, and then I would say Facebook, and okay. then I would say Snapchat and Twitter are kind of at a tie right now.
3: All right. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out your busy day. I know you've had a busy last few weeks, and you yeah, have. A lot going on coming up, which is great stuff. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. I wish you the best, and uh, we'll definitely be keeping in touch. All right, for more information about Lyric's Cross, please go to our Facebook page, and we'll be right back after this.
4: If you can't hear
0: the party, go on put your hands up. If you wanna get it started, go on put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you look looking for some love, go on put your hands up. hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. If you can't hear the party, go on put your hands up. All my ladies in the front, all my thugs in the club. If you lookin' looking for some love, go on. Introducing the all-new 2018 Subaru Crosstrek at 2.9% financing on a Crosstrek today. Learn more at Kennesaw.com. Cannot be combined with any other incentive. Financing to well-qualified applicants. Subject to credit approval, vehicle insurance approval, and vehicle availability. No down payment required. See participating retailers for details. Offer expires 11-30-17.
1: Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.